Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so let's evaluate this Will Anderson trade. Uh, One year in, it it was a controversial trade to say the least. I, I do think there's some factors that need to be taken into account when we talk about this. Will Anderson, by the way, uh, set the uh, franchise record for sacks in a rookie season. He's up for Defensive Player of the Year. Still still a lot of improvement that Will Anderson is capable of. Uh, and I think we're, we're excited about what he can become, and they clearly like Will Anderson. Uh, before we get into this, the, the one-year evaluation, how do you feel about the Will Anderson trade? 713-572-4610. Uh, on the uh, text line, Odyssey app, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, let's hear C.J. Stroud talking about Will Anderson, uh, who was selected uh, the pick after him. Here's what C.J. had to say. Uh, his mentality, um, not only does it match up with his talent, but it probably uh, upsees his talent. Will to win, you know what I'm saying, the grit that he brings to a locker room. and His talent is, is great, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like if you can match that with what he has, man, it's a force to be reckoned with. All right, so the trade. Let's let's look at the uh, trade, and we'll hear uh, a real hot take from Will Anderson. He might get his trees poisoned uh, <laughs> here pretty quick uh, with what he had to say. We'll hear that uh, in a sec. But but the trade itself, when it happened, um, there was a lot of excitement. There was a discussion over whether or not the Texans were going to take a quarterback. Uh, but the trade itself, the Texans traded mm-hmm. the number 12 overall pick last year, the number 33 overall pick last year, a first-round pick this year, which they decided to trade their own instead of the one they possessed from Cleveland, uh, and a third-round pick this year in exchange for that number three overall pick, which they used to select Anderson, and pick 105 last season. Before we get into this, I do think that it's important for the people who were most critical of this when it immediately happened. I, I think they got to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Because part of the outrage over it was, how the hell are the Texans who suck going to trade their first-round pick that's going to be a top-five, top-ten pick for a defensive end? That ended up being pick 27. So it's five picks away from being a second. So I do think, although it's still quite a lot to give up, I do think that that needs to be taken into account. Because if let's be honest, if the Texans had the – fourth or fifth overall pick right now and We'd they be looking that. at it yeah you'd be looking at it different but the fact that you did end up and will will anderson was a large part of why mm-hmm. but the fact that it did end up being 27 i think the, the the biggest critics and they might move the goalposts and they might still be upset 
But you got to at least tone it down a little bit because it ended up being the 27th overall selection. You do. Uh, absolutely. Um, but you asked the question, how do you feel about the, the you know, the, the, the trade today? I, I might be different from you and, and a lot of the loopholes. I think it's incomplete still. Oh, it sure is. I, I, oh, it sure I, is. It's I, easy. I'm not like, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, going to be early. great. We, no, we don't early. We don't know that. Yeah, it's early. We don't know that. No, it's early. It's, it's Rookie it's, of the year. Yeah. Hell of a start. Yeah. It's very early. But I'm like, yeah, that's, dude, that, what is that? Two first, a second, and a third? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you got to be a star. Yeah, it's very. You got to be a star. It's very early. There's yeah. there's some there's some reason for optimism. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it, it's definitely early. We'll, we'll make that very clear. Um, I've always had the package deal theory. And I think that I think that there can be like a deeper meaning behind this trade, and, and and I said it at the time, and I think now that we see not even what's happened on the field because that speaks for itself. We see what CJ's doing and we see what Will's doing, but the culture, and we'll we'll hear Will Anderson speak at twelve forty. By the way, he should be at the podium more often. Oh, he's great. Yeah, quit hiding yeah. these guys in the locker room. Like next year, the Texans they need to send more guys to the podium yes. because the message doesn't necessarily get out. There's too much water carrying. We need to see. We we need to hear these guys speak. The fact that we're not hearing like Laramie Tunsil after the Josh Allen game and stuff like that, it's a disservice to the fans. You know what? He's on the verge of of becoming a star there too. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. he could be a star he's, for the he's media. Got, it's got to be a weekly podium thing. Yeah. Uh, with with a lot of these guys, um, so so the info gets out or just post it on the website. Get do do it mm-hmm. the other and, and put it on. I'm gonna tell him how to do things. I kind Go of ahead, am, tell but, him how to yeah, do hey, things. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we we're providing a service to the folks. Um. But I think the trade itself, I always looked at it as a package deal. I, I think that there was a portion of the room that probably wanted Will Anderson, and there was a portion of the room that probably wanted C.J. Stroud, and mm-hmm. they and, and they eventually had the discussion, yeah. hey, what if we can get both? That's, that's kind of common sense, but that's kind of what I think happened. And in order to get both, you had to select C.J. Stroud number two, and then you had to make the trade for Will Anderson, or else the Stroud trade – would have been way more expensive. It would have cost a lot more to trade up to three. But I think just the fact that, A, you had extra draft equity. So it's not like the Texans or the Carolina Panthers and you traded all this for Bryce Young and you're not going to have first-round picks the next two years. You had extra draft equity because of Deshaun Watson. You still have a full draft this year. I think that should be taken into account. Yes, And I also think there's something to be said for the culture that's being developed with C.J. Stroud and with Will Anderson and the way in which they played and the way in which they speak. And I also think the culture can kind of bleed into the front office where you're going to have to have tough conversations. But let's say Nick Casario wanted this, D'Amico Ryans wanted that, and you start off with one of those guys getting their way. Let's say, like, Mm -hmm. player A liked Will Anderson or, or... Front office guy A liked Will Anderson, and front office guy B liked C.J. Stroud. Like, if you go one way or the other, like, let's say you take Will Anderson and then C.J. Stroud does this, I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah. So you give – you end up coming together. You get the best of both worlds. You develop a culture. So I think think that is kind of like a deeper meaning to this move that – I think goes beyond the measurements. And I think it's from a measurement perspective, the fact that it is the 27th overall pick and it wasn't a top five pick or anything like that. I think right now, so far, so good. I think they look pretty good on this Will Anderson trade. I think there's another measurement, uh, another uh, aspect of this 
that is good that has nothing to do necessarily with Will Anderson uh, directly, and that is you took a big swing, and it looks like it's going to work. So I think with with when the front office gets together, and I'm not saying they're going to be you know riverboat gamblers and all this other stuff, but when they get together and they they ha- they are faced with a, an opportunity to maybe make make another bold move. I think they're going to be kind of emboldened a little bit. They're going to be kind of charged up because they've made it work before. I think like the philosophy of the D'Amico and Nick Casario front office and how they operate, willing to take a chance, I think this kind of gives them a little boost as well. You know, like like, like we've made a big swing. We, yeah, we, it's worked. We can do this again. And and, and I I think from from the on field perspective, again, it's it's uncertain but it's it's off to a good start mm-hmm. from a what you gave up and what it initially looked like you potentially gave up to now i think it's off to a good start now the other side of things and i've gotten this text message god i've seen this in the comments good lord you still do have a lot of needs so you know some people will look at it as could have used those picks damn the lions got jameer gibbs and sam laporta with that same ish draft compensation uh and you would have had another pick too so I get that, but I also look at it, and, and I'll talk I'll talk more in depth about this tomorrow when I talk about the Texans perhaps being a souped-up version of the Lions. I, I could also see it where they're, they're, they're in different points of their process, the Lions and Texans, but the Lions got their Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. their pass rusher, their guy who sets the sets the tone for the entire defense. Yeah. And, and Aiden Hutchinson had a better rookie season than Will Anderson. And he's probably he's a better player than Will Anderson at this point. Yeah. But as Aiden Hutchinson did what he did, and Will did a hell of a job too. He might end up winning the same damn award. Um, he increased his play the next year, and you focused on the other side of the rock, and you were able to add offensive weaponry. Yeah. So if the Texans this year can now add that offensive weaponry, and Will Anderson can take a step, maybe even more steps, uh, towards his progression and his development as a player like Aiden Hutchinson did, then it it, it kind of minimizes the uh, criticism of the trade. Or, or, or what you know, the, what you gave up, you know, and, and those things. But, I, but I, I have no problem with the trade. I think the trade looks fine. And the other thing is, you've said this, and we got to say this again, it's early. Very early. This is a one-year report. This is a one-year report, but I think one year in, it looks... Probably about as good as it possibly could, although, you know, you might want a few more sacks from Will Anderson. I think the front office is feeling it a little bit, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think they can trust their evaluations and their their uh, ability to to make deals more than someone where, where it blew up in their face. Uh, like, like they, they, they traded a lot, but they got a lot in return, and, and it's looking even better. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Looks real good. Um, and we'll see how it uh, how it goes tomorrow. Uh, how the Texans can be a better version of the Detroit Lions? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. We'll get into that. Will Anderson. We'll hear from him at twelve forty. Man, he was good at the podium. What a what a sharp young man that Will Anderson is. But he might have pissed off a lot of crazy mofos. How's that? Something he said. Really? He had a hot take, man. He had a real hot take. Piping hot. Steaming hot. Steaming hot. Steaming hot. Now, there are a few fan bases crazier than those Alabama Crimson Tide fans. Mm-hmm. Remember Harvey Up- Updike poisoning Auburn's trees? <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy dude. Did you remember his explanation for it? 
not really. Said I got too much Bama in me. Okay. How about the running of the gumps? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every year at spring training. Not great. Yeah. Listen to what Will Anderson said when he was asked about D'Amico Ryan's. An unsolicited hot take yeah. from Will Anderson. Bro, um, overly exceeded them. Overly. And I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But man, he show up there, I tell you, bro. Like he got he might be number one, bro. Overcoat saving dog. Like bro, like <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, like, oh my he's on fire damn will you heard me damn will. <laughs> he's like he's already me. putting D'Amico ahead of saving you, man you heard me what about that yeah i said what i said you know what i think will anderson should do next year What's change that? the number well we thought he was going, going yeah, to this year change it let's man. let's get off 51 is it too late no 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 you're just one year in change the number change That's the interesting. number no nah, just change it let's move on I, I agree get, with you, get, but it might be too late, better. man. You already see that. 51 what was he? Thirty-one in college. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we got thirty-one now. Damian Pierce. <laughs> okay, he might mm. be able to change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's there's some options out there. <laughs> Just hold tight, Will. Just hold tight. <laughs> I don't. I'd like Damian Pierce, man, but boy, that's crazy. We were not having that conversation. <laughs> oh, earlier, we were talking. Man. Is he a thousand-yard rusher and all this other stuff? Uh, it's just not. The number there, might man. be available, man. Yeah, yeah. He might come back hungry next year. <laughs> well, he's gonna come back hungry. You know, that's his personality. It's just a matter of can he fit. He can come back hungry, man. Seven one three five seven two four six. Uh, one zero. So the Jonathan Grenard situation is interesting too. I know Will Anderson uh, speaks very highly of Jonathan Grenard, and we we like Jonathan Grenard. We've had him on the show. It just kind of seems like you know there is cap space, but there's also future bills that you have to prepare for. You know, you don't just unload sixty five, seventy million, whatever it is, and then you know just get the slate wiped clean. I, I think with what D'Amico is. I, I think Will Anderson's going to elevate his play in such a way, and they're able to elevate other players. And Lopez has his top five must-keeps uh, with the Texans free agents. That's coming up in, in about 10 minutes. The Grenard thing, I think you just got to charge it to the game and say, have a, have, a, have a good career elsewhere, man. We wish you the best. I disagree. Uh, I, I flat out disagree. So you would keep Grenard? I think Grenard. You paying him in the twenty mil range? I don't know what the number's going to be. Is it? I mean, I, I've looked people at people pay for rack. pass rushers. No, they do, but the piece, people also don't find pass rushers, especially complimentary pass rushers. He knows his role. Like, like he knows he's not going to be Will Anderson. He's not physically there with Will Anderson, but he's dang good, and 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 he's gotten progressively better. Uh, Spoiler alert for my top five uh, or six free agents that the Texans need to keep. Jonathan Grenard is on the list. I, I, I think a guy like him who's not going to ask to be like the guy and all this other stuff, just wants to get paid. Well, that's fair. Uh, I, I think I think Grenard is, is really important to this team, and, and especially with that role. I just feel like it's very dangerous when you start falling in love with your players. You're not wrong. And I, we've seen it here many times. I've also seen how Nick Casario can, I don't want to call it bargain shop, but how Nick Casario can 
can look around and find guys on one-year deals and bring those guys in and develop and all that type of stuff. So I don't, I don't look at this as, you know, you've got to keep Jonathan Grenard. I look at this as D'Amico is such a good defensive mind that he's going to be able to develop the next Jonathan Grenard. Okay. That's where I, that's where I disagree with you. Like our whole, I talk about pixie dust all the time, right? Well, you, you found it, you know, like he did it, but it's, it's he he got Jonathan by Grenard. Low, so high though, right? Uh, well, well, sure, and it was a value this year. He had a Whitney Merciless year. There, there, year. There, there's no question. You think it was just a one-hit wonder? No, I mean, I think Whitney Merciless had. I mean, if you could get Whitney, Whitney Merciless on the bargain that they got him on on his second contract, that's cool. But at this point, I think it's going to be like you're, you're going to have to be paying what you paid Whitney on his third. I don't know. Now, I, he's in I, a different. He's in a different point in his career. I get it, but I. I just think Will Anderson's going to be the straw that stirs the drink, and I think that you can you can find other guy other ways. I mean, you could draft someone in the draft. You can figure something out. Well, you know, there is First that round. there is that aspect. Little money, little money. I, I want to focus offense, but you could do that. I also think that this is uh, like you've you've got the third most salary cap in the entire league. You got seventy four million dollars in cap space. This is right, dude. You're going to spend it somewhere, and you've got a guy. You've got him right there. Do I have to bring up the Titus extension every time we do this? Well, that's fine, but Titus is pretty much an outlier compared to Jonathan Grenard. No, Titus, no. Titus didn't have a Jonathan Grenard. No, year. I know. Yeah, but it just it feels like the Titus thing feels like the paying Whitney Merciless instead of DJ Reader thing. The joint they did. Yeah, that didn't work out either. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't work out either. All I'm saying is, like, D'Amico, find a guy that you can elevate his game, that fits in your system, that's perfect, that knows his role. He's not going to try to be Will Anderson, uh, et cetera. Yeah, I found him. He's right there. You know, number 52, right? 52? Uh, that, that's the guy. That So let's just go ahead and sign him, find a value deal as best we can. A value deal? For 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 what he's going to be charging. I'm not saying $3 million, but is it 20 Is it 18 I don't know. And spend it. You got $74 million. Like, your whole goal is to find guys like Jonathan Grenard, and you found one. You found him, and you got the money to, to spend to, to keep that. There's going to be so much turnover all over this roster. We talked about this yesterday, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But there's going to be new cornerbacks. There's going to be new new safeties. There's going to be linebackers, maybe. Um, who knows? you got some defensive tackles that are free agents. Um you got you got to keep somebody, and that guy is 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 somebody that that has fit in your system and has produced. On the uh, text line, Everett Lee, uh, shout out to you. That's on uh, the YouTube. Uh, why did San Francisco trade for Chase Young if those guys are so easy to find? I, I don't know that they're easy to find, but my answer would be because it was cheap, and he's still on his rookie contract. Now we'll see if San Francisco pays uh, Chase Young, but that would be that would be my reasoning is that it cost you what a day two pick, mm-hmm. and you know, you're you're in the you're in a Super Bowl situation where could potentially be the missing piece. It, it's it's much different when you're paying day two picks, rookie contracts versus the first huge contract they get. Because very rarely in free agency do teams win because of what they do in free agency. Yeah, very rarely. Yeah, uh, but he's 26. Yeah, he's not old. You know, he's not old. And I'm not gonna like crying my beer if they don't uh, sign him. I'm just saying, like, this is your whole goal is to find guys like that. Is crying your beer like where you're at the bar and you're just sad? Yeah, is that what broke up with about? your girl and you're just like, oh, why didn't she love me? So you're, <laughs> you're crying in your beer? Crying in your beer. That's a thing? Yes, it's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. I never saw nobody cry at the bar like that. I haven't either. I haven't. Well, y- y'all need to look more. 
<laughs> People go to bars because they're depressed. What I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they're literally crying, but they might be sobbing a little bit. Just trying to mask the pain. Yeah. Okay. Self, uh, self-induced self-medication. Medication. Yeah. Coming up, John Lopez's five must-keeps. We already know one of them. We'll get the other four next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. John Lopez, five that must remain alive. The five free agents that the Texans must keep. Let's cuss and discuss here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. It's championship weekend. We're heading to the big game, by the way. Presented by Yingling and the Low T Center. Cannot wait. What's your favorite buffet? My favorite buffet? Yeah. Um... I'm not a big Golden Corral guy, but, um, but it kind of fits with this. Um, the Chinese buffet, uh, the Katy Freeway. Kim Song, Kim yeah. Song is good, and yeah. uh, what's the Mediterranean spot? Why Demasi's? Oh, Demasi's is good. Demasi's. That's a good yeah, buffet. Demasi's goes in. Yeah. So let's look at this like a like a buffet. You got a plate, right? What? You, you got a there's a there's a so buffet. It's like a buffet. A buffet line. Okay. Because what are there, 20 something free agents the Texans are going to have? Yeah, more than that. Yeah, more than that. I think 26. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You can only put five. So you go on buffet. It's a buffet. Okay. You can only pick five things. It's a huge buffet. Okay. There's salads, can there's you put entrees, on stuff? there's slime ball. I'm not sneezing on anything. You're just sneezing on the damn. <laughs> That's why they have sneeze guards. You can only put five things on your plate. Maybe six if you want to pack it in there, put something on top, like put mashed potatoes Man, on top. You can't of get two plates? Uh, no, man. One plate. One plate. You got what a buffet. What kind of buffet is this? this is, so it's a one-plate buffet. buffet here. <laughs> you, can, you can go back. Lord. You can go back next year, but you, you got one plate. Put five items on that plate. Maybe six if you want to pile it on. Damn, man. Yeah. What's what, wrong with that? I mean, why don't you just say that I'm ordering a uh, a, a, a plate with three sides? <laughs> That's what you're saying. Twenty five dollars for one plate. Twenty five dollars yeah. for for yeah. two for three sides. It's an expensive game, man. All right, it's a it's a good buffet. Five right. things. Twenty five. Right. So I'm walking through the buffet line, and you know all the guys that are on this uh, free agent list. I'm I'm going through the free agent buffet. Okay. First big heaping spoonful is going to be Dalton Schultz. Okay. Got to have him back. All right. Got to have him back. Probably he, about two years, twenty two. Yeah. Something three like years, thirty three. Uh, you got to pile uh, some some Dalton Schultz on there, and you you, you look. You can't miss on Jonathan Grenard. You 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 know you've had it before. It's legit. It's consistent. Oh, you're going big money. Uh, so you got you got another. Uh, you Oof. get you get out the tongs and you get a big old Oof. gob of Jonathan Grenard. That and put that on your plate. Pause. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> slide down your tray. You got your plate on there. Okay, so you have. So you're taking Dalton Schultz. You're falling in love with this team. I am falling. Yeah, in you're love not with this churning team. the roster. You're falling in no, love. No, 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 no. There are certain guys you're that satisfied. we need to sign everybody yeah. back. No, He's only satisfied. five. Run it back. Only five. Run this team back. Oh, look. They got some Devin Singletary. Okay. They got some Devin Singletary. You're going to get two more running backs at least. Yeah. If Damon Pierce goes for sure. Uh, so you got to have Devin Singletary. Consistent, runs the offense, all that stuff. All right. So we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How about that big Sheldon Rankins that's staring you in the face? 
Get get you that Sheldon Rankins, not a little pixie dust man, guy. You're just you're just going very. You got seventy four million dollars, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just spend it all, and then you're going to be a little value pick here. Let's just spend it all, man. Little value pick here. Oh, I got to get me some Derek Barnett. Got to get me some Derek Barnett. Then you're set, uh, pretty much. Obviously, you're going to draft somebody. You're going to get some other things here. Uh, so you got Dalton Schultz, Jonathan Grenard, Devin Singletary. Sheldon Rankins, Derek Barnett, those are my five. And maybe if you can pile it on on top, or maybe you have a dessert tray, a dessert dish, Cameron Johnston. I would take Cameron Johnston at this point more so than Kaimi Fairbairn. I think what he brings, I call him the weapon. What, I would take them both. Uh, what, no, I would prefer, but you only got five, maybe six. I would prefer both, but I would what he brings as a punter, and we've seen it over and over and over again, and we've seen what, it's, what life is like without Cameron Johnston. You got it, it. The the value is so much more than. I know kicks are big, but there are a lot of kickers that you could maybe get, you know, that yeah. are good kickers. Yeah. So there you go: Dalton Schultz, John Grenard, Devin Singletary, Sheldon Rankins, Derek Barnett, and a little side dish of Cameron Johnson. Okay. What are your five? There's a bunch of good names that I left off there. Now. Uh. I'm going with. Blake Cashman. Cam Johnston, Kaimi Fairbairn. And you are at Golden. I'm really Corral. not that hungry, man. You are at Golden Corral. I'm really not that hungry. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Do- Schultz. Can get in there. No, I'm Stephen gonna, Nelson. No, Schultz can get in there. Schultz, Cashman, Cam Johnson, Kaimi Fairbairn, and then Derek Barnett. Yeah. And then I'm and then I'm going shopping in free agency like yeah. I, I i feel like i feel like you're just falling in love with guys and you're not you're you're not look you're not looking at the big picture i am looking at the big you're picture. not looking at the big picture like let me put it this way the mindset that you just had it doesn't get you to playing on sunday in my opinion and the example i'll use is the detroit lions like there's there seems to be a a strong consensus that the Texans got to bring back Devin Singletary. Man, we got to get him back, man. He just had a career year. Despite the fact that, you know, he was basically a committee guy for a couple of years and Buffalo wanted to upgrade, and he just had a career year. We, we've got to bring back Devin Singletary, man. That That is – that's a must. I don't mind bringing back Devin Singletary as a complimentary guy. I also don't, mean, don't mind moving on from him. And the example I'll use is the Detroit Lions. 2022 – Jamal Williams had over 1,000 yards. He had 17 touchdowns for the Lions. Mm -hmm. Lions didn't look at that as, man, this is a real priority. We got to bring back Jamal Williams. Look at this guy. 1,000-yard career year, 17 touchdowns. They signed David Montgomery. They were fine with that. Uh, Meat on the bone, David Montgomery, and they still drafted Jameer Gibbs. So I'm not in a hurry there. Jonathan Grenard, love you, ma'am, but... That's, I mean, that's a lot of money, especially considering that Will Anderson's going to take that next step. What about a guy like a Derek Barnett, who's also going to be going into his second contract? He's going to be cheaper than Jonathan Grenard. Uh, he's going to be pretty motivated, and you can still bring in some other bodies and focus on that interior. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Derek Barnett instead of Jonathan Grenard. I'm saving some of that money, and and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find guys on the outside that we can bring in that might have a little bit of fire under them. I, and I'm doing this. Uh, you, you mentioned. You mentioned uh, Devin Singletary. Dude, I'm signing him, and it's not going to be that expensive. His market value is, no, it's not be high. is three years, $13 million. 
I'm signing him to deal. be the second running back. Okay, good. At I'm least signing you're doing him to that. be the second running back. At least you're doing and that. And he knows the system, and he's a veteran, and he's and he's able, you know, to. Yeah. Derek Barnett is in that same that's boat. Fine. All right. If I, we're, if we're doing that, that's cool. I, I'm not yeah. completely dismissing the Devin Singletary thing. I'm just saying that. Let's not fall too in love with them. Yeah, the no. only the only thing I'd be scared about is they gonna look at Singletary's like the guy. That's the guy. No, God no. Uh, I mean, that's no, what no they way. did with Pierce. I feel like they did that with Pierce as the guy. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you, look what the Lions did, man. They signed David Montgomery. He rushed for over a thousand this year. They signed. Uh, they they still drafted Jameer Gibbs. Go I just, get him. I just think like this. You, it's very rare that you have seventy. You're the third. You have the third most cap space in the entire league. They've done stuff when but they you, were at the but, bottom but, but of the you league. Don't, you, 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 it carries over. Of course it does. It uh, carries over. Yeah, but I'm saying you are in, you're in a situation where this you know all these players like Dalton Schultz. His his market value is three years, thirty four million dollars. And, and, and I that's don't even not know. And outrageous. I, I don't even know that that's going to be it. That, I'm saying that's not outrageous. Like, even a if lot it of is. Te- yeah, there's a lot of teams with tight ends. Like last year, the market like I thought his market value was about that last year, and he ended up signing a one year nine million dollar deal. There you go. I don't no, but I I don't think any of these guys should prevent you. Jonathan Grenard is the only one that might prevent you from investing heavily in the other one. But if you sign Dalton Schultz, you sign um, Singletary or whatever, that that should not stop you from being open to investing elite assets, a.k.a. early draft picks in those positions. I don't even think this is that expensive outside of Grenard. Like Sheldon Rankins, maybe, uh, but but still. But they can find Sheldon. They found Sheldon this year. Uh, they did eleven mil. I like Sheldon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's worth. I don't know if they nine point nine a year. D'Amico seems like he wants to upgrade the the D line. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Who knows, man? But it is. I mean, the the only one that I would really just say no thank you is Jonathan Grenard. I I don't know what his too value expensive, is, man. Uh, but let's say too expensive, and I like Will. But Barnett. Dude, he's still. You can get him. Yeah. He, he was a first round pick. Yeah. He didn't work out in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And he looked great here. Like, whatever the price is, bring in Barnett, put Will Anderson on the opposite. Hell, if you want to draft a, a DN in the first round, bring him in and keep sprinkling that dust, man. I like Jonathan Grenard a lot. I love what he gave. I just think they're capable of getting stuff like that each year. I, I'm looking forward to the churning of the roster, the high quality churning. Not just the change. I, I actually move do in, too. Move I think there's some key elements here, like like the list of players that that I have here, outside of Jonathan Grenard, who I said knows his role. He'll be opposite uh, Will Anderson. None of them may be like the guy at their position. They might be the number two, Devin Singletary for sure. If you draft a big time tight end, if you bring in another tight end, Dalton Schultz, especially draft. Uh, you know, would be like a 1A or something like that. Sheldon Rankins, they flip those guys around inside, but you got to have them. Um, you know, Derek Barnett is not a starter, you know. So I think this is smart money here. And these are guys that have contributed and, and especially contributed here. Who's your five? Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Send in uh, your five. Neither one of agents. us said John Weeks. Hey, man. You only let me have five, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what a weak-ass buffet. The Lopez buffet. I think the biggest takeaway here, regardless of where you sit, the Lopez buffet sucks. Five-item limit? I get limit? big scoops. Biggie, five-item limit? Yeah, I yeah. get big scoops. That's like going to a Chinese buffet. Okay, so I got to get some fried rice. I got to get some lo mein. Oh, damn. I got to get some orange chicken. Okay. Oh, wow. Those ribs, those are fresh. Those look good. I'll get some of those ribs. 
And then I, I, I can't get beef and broccoli and broccoli chicken. I have to decide between one. This is yeah. awful. Hey, oh, I, egg roll. I'm screwed. I've already gotten my five. <laughs> that's the six. What that's a, the one. That's the one you can squeeze what it on. A, what a terrible a buffet! Egg Just lay it on top. That's oh, I, I could have used top. some of that hot and sour soup or some of that egg drop. Oh, oh well. Sorry. Well, you got to make a decision. Five item limit. You got to make a decision. Coming up, the hits are lit, and Bobby Slowick is on standby. But a big name in media says Bobby is about to get frozen out of one of his potential gigs. The hits are lit next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. The hits are lit and Bobby might not be it. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Next step for the Texans. Could Bobby Slowick be staying in town? Talk about that in a sec. But here's C.J. Stroud talking about taking that next step. Yeah, I got to do way more. You know, I got to, you know, at the end of the day, I look back at it. Like, I can say a whole bunch of cool stuff up here that will make everybody go crazy. But honestly, I just got to be myself, you know, and just work hard at that and just really do everything that God put in my heart to do. And um, I just, I'm just super thankful for God, man, and, and Christ. Having a rookie year like I had, you know, and uh, to be able to be mentioned with a whole bunch of greats, it's been just a blessing. And my plan is just I want to be the best, you know. I don't want to just be the best rookie, the best second-year dude. I, I want to be the best, um, point blank, period. All right, there you go. That's so, pretty bold. Yeah, and, and we'll see what it's like for uh, old C.J. Stroud. Now, is he going to have a new O.C.? That's the question. Um, Bobby Slowick, he interviewed yesterday in person. He was in D.C. Bobby Slowick was in D.C. He interviewed with the uh, the Washington Commanders. Can't keep up with their name. Yeah, I think that's their name. <laughs> yeah, no, have, they changed, have they added a name change yet? <laughs> that's it. No, they're still oh, they're commanders. commanders. I keep getting ready to call them the Commodores. They, <laughs> they look like the hey, Commodores. They'd be better off if they, they were the They should have stuck with the football team. I like the football I like team. Football. It's tight. Yeah. I actually like that gear, too, man. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Was tight. Yeah. Washington football team. Yeah, I like tight. that. I don't know why they screwed that up. WFT. Um, so, Bobby interviewed in... Um, Washington. He also is going to interview in Atlanta. However, now news is coming down that Jim Harbaugh is going to have his second interview in Atlanta. And this is on the uh, the aftermath of the report that the Chargers are interested in Harbaugh and, and Harbaugh is interested in the Chargers. So you got to think one of those gigs, Atlanta or Los Angeles, goes to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. They've also interviewed Bill Belichick twice. So Bobby Slowick seems like a big-time underdog for the uh, Atlanta gig. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so we can perhaps chalk that off the list. Now, Washington, he has some familiarity with that squad. But Boomer Esiason, Mm -hmm. WFAN, he says he thinks Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, is going to be the guy that they decide on. So that would chalk another one off the list for old Bobby. It's, It's possible old Bobby right back with us. And that suitcase that you packed for him yesterday <laughs> to kick his butt out of town, uh, you might have to unpack that suitcase, and old Big Cap Bobby might be back. I, I'm almost ready to double down on that in a, in a different way, uh, but I'll get to that later. What do you mean? Do tell. I, I think the Texans want to keep Bobby Slowick, obviously. Yeah. But I think they're kind of telling us we'd be good with Gerard. We'd be good with Gerard. Yeah, so what does that mean? I mean, like, like if it happens, I think the Texans are not going to be packing any bags for Bobby Slowick, but they're going to be like, 
you know, come on down. Yeah, the they, Texans, they probably the rather. Texans said, hey, we're getting rid of Bobby. And <laughs> no, 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 no. They no, probably no. rather sacrifice Bobby to keep Gerard. Thank you. I can see that. Thank you. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know the right answer to it. I think th- I think I don't think they want to lose both. Even Bobby Slowick said could have called anything and, and, and he'd yeah, have success. He's full of crap. We no. knew he was lying on that. We're, did we? Yeah, he's just saying that. He said he had nothing to do with CJ's. No, 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 that no. That, that's that's a lie. Yeah. I'm talking about like the play, the, the some of the plays that uh, CJ made this year. Even yeah. Slowick said, "Man, we could have called anything." He doesn't mean that. It's true. Come on. How many times did did uh, CJ? So you're basically Stroud- just saying he's like you as an AAU coach. He's just rolling the ball out there. <laughs> no, that was that's what good. you're saying. No, that was really good. Uh, no, what I'm saying is like he even recognizes. Yeah, I think he has a lot of confidence in his game and his play calling. But he recognizes sometimes yeah, there was some sometimes stuff. could call it anything. Yeah, but still. Because you had CJ Stroud. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they want him out. They want him here. I, I don't think he's getting hired. I'm still thinking Washington. I've I been, thought I'm, he was. I've, I've been on that. I think Ben Johnson's got it. If Boomer says it, I believe him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Boomer's going to make it up. So no. That, but but that could leave Carolina. Does he want to go to Carolina? Dude, now that's one I would advise against. But he likes Bryce. He does like Bryce. He likes we Bryce. think. He likes Bryce. Yeah. No, uh, they might throw yeah. a little money at him, too. Well, that's the other thing. That's the that, that's the human element, you know. Seven, eight million dollars. Seattle, I think Seattle's going to go with Dan Quinn eventually. Doesn't it seem that way? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. And then you got the chart. Like, it seems like old Bobby might get shut out. He could. No, he absolutely could. But he is the. And then I'm going to have to ask him about that reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over it by then. Yeah, but I'm damn sure gonna bring it up. He loves the training camp. He loves him some reverse. What was reverse that reverse in the, the playoff hell was game, that, sir? I was angry. How at many you. times did he watch Little Giants? <laughs> He's all about the you know the annexation of Puerto Rico play or whatever it was. Whatever happened to that Honey I Shrunk the Kids dad that was in Little Giants? Why did he uh, always uh, have to play a weasel? What was his name? Yeah. Why did that guy always with the glasses? Play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, always had to play the biggest weasel because he time. looked like. Where one. is he at now? Yeah, is he alive? Yeah, I'm sure he's alive. Well, Predict. Do you think the honey I shrunk the kids yes. dad is alive? I think yeah. he's alive. Where's he been? I don't know. Wasn't he also in? Uh, wasn't he also the nerd? His name is Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, he was the nerd in. Uh, he's a nerd in everything. Do you think it sucks to be the uh, nerd in everything? No, it's pretty profitable. Well, what about if you're like the fat, ugly person and everything? You ever think those people like feel sad? Yeah, he's alive. He's um, wait, Man, he's seventy. Yeah, he's seventy. Holy! It, he's got two God kids. Almighty! He's seventy. That dude, is... he hadn't been in a movie since two thousand six. Really? Well, he made a lot of money. Ghostbusters is the one I was thinking of. He was the nerd in Ghostbusters too. He made a good Did he retire or something? He must have. Man, he just left in 2006. He just said, screw this. Big Bully with Tom Arnold. Remember that one? Yeah. That was yeah, a good one. He's made a good career. He always got the hot chick, too. Oh, yeah. Like, why did they have to do that? Can yeah. we make it a little bit realistic? What? Nerds got hot chicks. Could he have had, like, a porn collection at home and spent a lot <laughs> of time like, in hey, the bedroom if I'm or a, something? If I'm a play a nerdy guy, you got to give me a hot mom or something, Honey, man. we shrunk ourselves. Then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, then Brother Bear 1 and 2, and then Shrunk in the end. Man, He's how done. much money has he made being a nerd? Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Little Giants, Strange Brew. Did you like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Nah, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, wasn't that good? Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs. Good Lord, he's had a career. It says he's worth 10 mil, though. Which uh, is good. Those things aren't always accurate. Yeah.
Yeah. I remember Cat Williams said that he looked at his net worth and he said, when I saw my net worth, I had that much on me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, those things are very inaccurate. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that kid, that guy, man. I, I didn't like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I liked Little Giants. Bobby Slowick did. Big Bully was good. He liked Little Giants. Got fancy. He loves those reverses. <laughs> they need to get him someone who can he can run good reverses with if, mm-hmm. if he is uh, back. Championship weekend upon us. Debo Samuel, we should get a little bit of uh, an idea about his status. The uh, injury reports start to come out today. San Francisco uh, hosting the Lions. Uh, Chiefs versus the Ravens. Ravens, a three-point favorite uh, in that one and in other news john lopez not happy no billy wagner not in the hall of fame uh he misses it by five votes lopez mclean all them upset this was the conversation between john lopez and adam spillane earlier today (laughs) john lopez pouring out his heart you're darn right to the man known as baseball spo let's hear baseball spo i think he has some insight for lopez after this uh pouring of the heart billy wagner mattered to me that was one of my confessions. Like, like I was like, this is an outrage if they don't vote for him. They And this is not about so much like, like Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. Like Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. You put his numbers next to Mariano Rivera, it was a no-brainer. <laughs> They're almost identical. And in some cases, Billy Wagner's are better. And I know you were mentioning in the, in, in the break, well, what about the postseason? The, the, the Hall of Fame is about body of work. It's about your body of work. That includes postseason. I'm not going to say it's, it's nothing, but there are guys that barely sniff the postseason that are in the Hall of Fame. This is about the writers who vote. Pompous, arrogant, self-important, quote, keepers of the game that don't know what their role is. Their role is to celebrate the game. The Hall of Fame is a museum celebrating the best of the of the best. And if you if you talk about any, right. any category, wait let's spell. talk about closers. Billy Wagner is one of the best in the game. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but he poured your heart out to him, and he just basically looked at you and said, "Shut up." But you know, this is <laughs> how did that? How did you feel in that moment? I, I, I let my, I felt good. I, I let it out. What it needed to be yeah, happened. Then he did not. He just basically thought you I were a chump. I don't care. No, he didn't. He said he doesn't care. By the way, he cares about like the most innocuous stats ever. And how many, you know, yeah, how many sliders he faced in his previous at bat, uh, and and pockets, whatever that is, with the relievers. Suppose my hero today, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I don't care. Well, you should. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Because this is like this is the the history of the game, and it's 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 frankly, like like these Hall of Fame voters. And again, I'll just say it: I was one for nineteen years. Um, it's almost like they feel like they're. It's it's almost like they're your people. Not no, not anymore. They're definitely your people. Not though. anymore. But but you're saying this, but they're your people. No, they're not. You're part I'm, of them. I'm very different. You're from part them. of them. I am very. I'm not that. I don't think I'm a These keeper are of the your game. Guys, no, you're 100 percent wrong. By the way, I heard that Dale Robertson went to uh, NRG the other day and just asked one question and left. That's a baller right there. Like I don't know That's what big time. I guess the chronicle. I guess the chronicle's so thin that they asked Dale to like go there for a second or whatever. Yeah. And, he just went there, asked Slowick a question, and left or something. I like that, actually. <laughs> I think that's badass. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's your people. Uh, no. Uh, Dale's my people, uh, but those baseball writers that have their heads up in the in the, in the clouds, yeah. I mean, their noses up in the clouds, are, are not my people. I, I don't know what they're thinking. Tell me what, like, uh, let's let's have a little therapy here, John. Okay. So what is, like, the, the, the thing that makes you saddest about your family? 
Like your family right now, what's your saddest, saddest thing right now? We're trying to be vulnerable here and in the loop. Like what makes you the saddest about the your saddest family? saddest about my family? Yeah. Bro, I... Like give me something. Just I can't think of anything. Just give me something. What's sad? We're in a good spot, knock on wood. What makes you Everybody's sad? Everybody's happy. What Everybody's healthy. What makes you the saddest? Nothing. Just give me something. I can't think of anything. Like anything. I, it's awesome. Who do you I worry about the most? Like, who do you worry about the most in your family? They're all kicking ass. Just give me one, though, that you like, I'm little. Let me ask you something, John. How, mm-hmm. how, how you been holding up since the passing of Gibson? Oh, not great. Every day uh, I see him I th- and I think of him and all that, but that's about all. Um, I give him, uh, I still talk to Gibson just about every day if I'm in my office or leaving the house. I always tell him the same thing I used to tell him all the time. Who's a good boy? Hold down the fort, Gib. Hold down the fort, Gib. That's about all. But I yeah, just don't care anymore. <laughs> but I'm not worried about anything. Spoh doesn't care anymore, man. So, yeah, he never really liked Gibson. <laughs> he never liked Gibson. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. That's all you need to know about Spo. <laughs> That's all you need to know about him. He, you need to get another dog, dude. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I yeah, don't know. Gibson, you do. Gibson was yeah, my dog. Yeah, you do. Gibson was my dog. You're in the backyard all the time. Y'all all have a good time. time. Y'all, y'all, are ha- y'all are winding down. All Football my kids have dogs. Over. You need a dog. All my kids have dogs. I Get mean, one if it makes sense. You we, need we a dog. dog. Sit all the time. You need a dog. Maybe there will be a dog somewhere down the line that that'll need me, and then I'll I'll keep it. You know, like a rescue that's having a hard time or not being adopted or something, something like that. Yeah, maybe. But Gibson was my dog, man. I think you need a dog. Uh, yeah, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> Coming up, speaking of crying, there's a tale of crying that involves two of the most important members of your Houston Texans. We'll try to get to the bottom of this. We'll also talk about what's next for the most important man in town. Next. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 